like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello. So this is the 25th episode. Zayford and I, Spaceman and the Doll. We've got a special guest with us this week. Uh, BP from Let's Talk Horror. Uh, hello, BP. Hello. How hello. are you Thank- doing? I'm living the dream. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be talking about 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Uh, what Classic that everyone that? should love. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, yeah, but don't say 2004. That makes me feel like the oldest person alive. Oh, God. It's literally 18 years old. It's fucking I was mental. Like, how is that? I was 10 when it came out. Ah, uh, see, stop saying it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel old. I was 14. I'm so... not saying. I'm not saying how old I was. Oh, go on. Do share. Uh, were, what was it? What did we say? 2000, what for? Yeah. Yes. So I was 19. Yeah, wow was, yeah okay. i was like i was like 18 19 you look um, good for your age what's your secret stress <laughs> <laughs> that's why i look so young <laughs> stress. that's what it is well i'm getting there then because my kid is stressful well i mean by the time you're 35 you'll look about 20 yeah. so. <laughs> it's open <laughs> They always say yeah. vampires, but it's you not. know, I had a little looky loo on your page, and I really liked your um, merch that you've got going on. It's actually quite reminiscent of the. I don't know if you know the band Three Hundred Three. Um, yeah, I've they... I've never heard of them. No, is that what the is it like the 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 heart thingy, the zombie thing? Yeah, it's obviously it's not with zombie hands, it's just normal hands. Yeah. But yeah, they do that same sign with the three or three band. I saw them at Slam oh, really? last weekend and they were like oh, making us all do it. <laughs> I was yeah, in well, the front, so embarrassing, so cringy. But oh, yeah. Don't, don't tell them because they prob- they'll probably think I've stolen it and I don't it even does, know. The fuck it they doesn't are. look like a rip-off, it was just oh, reminiscent. I think I, I, I think it's like enough you to get away with it for sure. Thank God, I just I was I was tempted to buy it because I was like, I like that. That's nice. Good. Well, thank you for wanting to buy it. Um but I don't want to get sued by anyone. Not like Jared. I need I thought I was gonna get sued by Jared Leto, so hopefully that never happens still. You tell. Yeah, oh, that, that, was, well, that was just from um, when I did uh, the episode, um, uh, The Thing, and then we sort of went off on a tangent talking about how much uh, Jared Leto is a fucking douchebag. Because um, we... we the <laughs> allegedly. Me, I, I, allegedly. Yeah, we do alleged, yeah, allegedly he's a douchebag and uh, preys on young women, allegedly. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I have met him um, and uh, he is a douche. Um to but fact, I keep hearing a lot about him being a bit dodgy. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, like, as I said on the show, like, I mean, Jared Leto is an incredibly talented man, and he's he's literally like fifty years old and looks like he's twenty five. So, fair play to him. You know, he's incredibly talented. Um, but sometimes they get away with a lot more than they should do. Let's just say that. Pretentious, um, to be honest. I don't rate Jared Leto. Do you know who is talented though? Simon Pegg. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, you do know what? I really like Simon Pegg. Um, Zayford, you said this. Come on, tell me what is this Cornetto trilogy you speak of? It's just this weird trilogy that Edgar Wright yeah. sort of created, and like every film he did has a Cornetto in. 
yeah so it was it was Shaun of the Dead um and then uh Hot, Hot Fuzz and then a World's End that's part of the Cornetto trilogy um, so the, so the point of it is that there's a little parodying of a Cornetto yeah. in it right okay yeah it's I was like, kind of thinking like where's that I've never heard of that before it's, it's sort of the yeah. Edgar Wright link yeah and obviously all the actors are like commonplace through all of them yeah yeah that's right yeah but yeah Shaun of the Dead uh quintessential horror comedy British film I would say probably the best one I can't uh, arguably I can't think of anyone I'd say it's definitely better. like a top 10 classic English horror well, yeah, it's, it, I think I mean, it's in. I think it's like top. I think it's the best horror comedy, like the best oh, horror British comedy, horror definitely. comedy for sure. It's um, just one of those films that goes straight to your brain when you'll start thinking. Like it's mad, isn't it? That you like even when you're thinking about zombie movies and Shaun of the Dead. That Shaun of the Dead is one of those films that always comes into your head, even though it's like a zombie comedy. Hmm. Um, straight away, you're like Shaun of the Dead. You know, it's, it's so it's so integral. Um, even though it's a comedy yeah absolutely yeah uh you know i think the only other movie that really pops out of my mind is uh night of the living dead that's that's the other one that i always think of but yeah Shaun of the dead it's aged well as well yeah. like it's it it's still funny it's not yeah. it it's not uh you know it and it's it's still relevant like you could you could show that to younger audiences today and they would still find it just as funny i think that as as we would um there aren't very many movies that can do that as well as Shaun of the dead definitely even even though like technology has moved on so much since 2004 like it it yeah it fits it fits it's, well it's, it's timeless mm. more than the cell phones like and phones in general because yeah. oh, it's that beginning bit it. where they all like pull out phones and it's just all like little Nokia's. Yeah, it's like when you watch like the X Files now, and back then you're like, oh, this fucking technology they've got is like absolutely top of the line. And then you watch <laughs> it now, and you're like, there's like the black computers of the green writing, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> that's, that's not age well. That's just sci-fi classic though. Yeah, that is. That you is. need that in every sci-fi film ever. Yeah, but Kate don't like sci-fi. I don't. Which oh, is ridiculous because no. obviously doing a podcast with Stephen since she named after sci-fi. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Uh, so basically, um, one of my units at university was fantasy, and it turns out that I can't differentiate fantasy from science fiction. I'm actually very piss poor at it. Um, <laughs> it yeah, and I, I find it very difficult to. And I think generally, I just don't enjoy science fiction i think that it kind of has all the same aesthetic i don't think that there's many i'm gonna get shot down for this aren't i i don't think there's many standout sci-fi movies I, it's just not for me personally. we need to do event horizon because event horizon is a oof it's a good film no we spoke, no, we spoke about this before it's the one with sam neill shouting loads and then he gets all like the manky face that's a couple of films though what's the one with the squid it was similar to Sunshine because we, we have had this conversation on podcasts before. We must bring up this episode because I, <laughs> I always forget like what it's called and it it's one of the me. early the, the ones. Calamari is like, why am I eating squid? It's one um, of the early ones, don't worry. Lef- not Lothiathan, is it? No, no. Sphere? It's yeah, Sphere. Maybe. No, I swear it's Event Horizon because it's I. Not. There's no squids in it. 
I swear, like Sphere and Event Horizon are like the same freaking movie. No, there's no squids in. There's no aliens in Event Horizon. Well, it's not like squids. It's calamari. There's no aliens. At the moment, you're almost you're almost proving your argument right, Katie, that you sort of it all blends into one for you. It really does for me. (laughs) Um, It's just not. You know, I don't. It doesn't have enough pertinence to me. I just. I've never been hugely into so i just never will i don't know i i accept it i can't i can't commit to it but you know Stick with horror, horror at least i can yeah i i enjoy pretty much every subgenre of horror and yeah comedy horror like it's difficult isn't it because there's not a lot of um comedy horrors i can think of off the bat that are, like really really good i mean and most of them if not all of them are american um yeah I think, majority. yeah I, th- I think like life after beth uh, that was one of my favorites um yeah it's i mean it's a difficult genre because obviously horror is predominantly so dark and and grisly and and grim and so it really takes i think a talented director and a really well written script and basically a, a whole group of people that really understand what type of film they're making for them to be able to do you know a real good horror comedy you know you can't you, and, and it has to be about the subject like you can get away with it with zombies because they can be quite funny you know and and that's the point of of it you know whereas so many other films you, you just wouldn't be able to do that as as comedy because it just wouldn't work benny loves you that's another one yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's another good british comedy horror i like yeah. that one a lot that i was- did um that, yeah i that. saw you've got like a you've got like a little uh, benny benny plushy and i'm just yeah. like oh my god i need that in my life yeah i know somebody offered to buy it from me and i was just like no go away yeah. i think you can get them off ebay can't you yeah you can get them, find them online somewhere yeah, yeah you can get them but um but it has gone off on its own a couple of times so um <laughs> Definitely didn't it shit like myself. A knife in its, in its, on, between its legs, just like, oh my god, what? <laughs> that's it. That's it. But that, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's another one that's amazing um, because it's not necessarily about the film with that one. It's just the fact that one person made the whole fucking film and it's incredible. Yeah. And, and that was quite low budget as well. Yeah. Like, that you know Shaun of the Dead was pretty low budget it's it's yeah. surprising isn't it that we have these movies that they have like 50 60 70 80 90 million dollars pounds whatever and they're just shite yeah <laughs> and then you get some that are literally made for like half a million even less and they they stick with you yeah. um you, you really don't need a big budget these days I mean obviously um Zayford and I we uh we're really into found footage and for the most part, like you don't need a big budget for that. No, and no. some of those movies have really stood the test of time. The Blair Witch Project is a, a good example of That's that. Um, probably the most famous one, yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah. as as time's gone on, I think they have had to add more budget. It's been a bit unnecessary. I suppose one of the standout things for that is probably Paranormal Activity. I think they, yeah. they started to spend an enormous amount of money on those films yeah. um, for not a lot of... Uh, profit but we we kind of get a little bit sucked in on the budget and how well something does um was something that we often sort of bring up because it, it is interesting how hard things can bomb um and yeah people can invest in things that like feel really passionate about certain stories and they just don't do very well because they're not very good stories exactly. um but you know simon Pegg is, is he's a great storyteller um he's so good 
at British comedy yeah. and really enveloping that, obviously, in Spaced. Oh, yeah. So it was a fantastic. Good old show. Yeah. So, I mean, it was only two seasons, but it was it was good. Um, I um I always so this is why it's always I find it really interesting because so I. I knew of Spaced because obviously I'm an old man. I watched Spaced um, when it came out and I was a massive fan, fan of it. Um, and because it was I always say Spaced was like a TV version for me. Um, of the way when I first watched it, it made me feel like I first watched um, the Evil Dead movies because um, they are so different and it was so imaginative and it was so unlike anything I had ever seen. And Spaced was so much like that for TV. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it came out, it was like I hadn't seen things that were like, you know, like referencing like Resident Evil 2 or uh, like or it had shots and scenes replicating or paying homage to like horror films or other different movies. It was like it was insane. I had never seen anything like it. So um, when I found out that Shaun of the Dead was happening and obviously it was, you know, a lot of the same cast as Spaced and obviously Edgar Wright was making it, I knew that we were going to get something that we hadn't seen before. Um, and obviously, you know, it, oh, I was right, <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, it happened and and it was such a massive success because it was so different. Um, but once again, it felt so space-like where it was so fresh. Yeah, definitely. It definitely put uh, everyone on the map at that point because Simon yeah. Pegg wasn't doing a lot of big roles. No. So it blew up Simon Pegg, it blew up Nick Frost. Yeah. Edgar Wright got the chance to make more films, which is always good. Hot Fuzz is pretty good. World's End not as not as good. I think it's the lesser of the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it funny because I've pretty much not enjoyed anything. And this is what's funny. I love Edgar Wright, but for some reason, I've not enjoyed anything he's done, really, apart from Shaun of the Dead. I agree with that. Um, um, I didn't like Hot Fuzz. Baby Driver was good. World's End. I thought it was good. Um, at like some of it, but then the ending kind of went a bit silly for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't rate it that much. <laughs> I just find myself really wanting to like his films because of how much I liked Space and how much I loved, you know, Shaun of the Dead. Um, and then I always, no matter what, give his films a go in case he sort of makes another absolute gem, but I'm still waiting. What about Last Night at Soho? That was pretty good. Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just didn't, it just, I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't as Edgar Wright as I wanted it to be. I yeah. felt like that—that that was him going, you know, let me try something a little bit different. You know, he, like a bit. He, a, did like he bit, direct that? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. yeah. It that's didn't so, feel very Edgar Wright. No, uh, I would I never have said that. It's a bit that's like the reason, that's of the reason why I watched it. It's because Edgar Wright was in it. Yeah. Okay. Or doing it. Yeah. He's wow. a, he, he did the episode uh, the opposite of Rob Zombie, where uh, he decided to make something a little bit different. Whereas Rob Zombie just wants to keep on making Rob Zombie movies. I mean, he's doing hey, something different we're now. Rob he's doing... Zombie, well, we're Rob yeah. Zombie friendly here. He's we doing, like uh, Rob he's doing the monsters. That might be See, okay. I, yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. Well, he's like the world's biggest monsters fan, so and he has so much like memorabilia, like set memorabilia from it. So I think he's in good hands. It's just you know we we'll, we we'll see because. Uh, I'm a big Rob Zombie fan as well, but I've just, he's a bit like Edgar Wright, really, where I'm waiting for him to do anything as good as Devil's Rejects again. Um, Rob Zombie's okay. uh, You know, but I like his music. 
So does, uh, so does my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves Dracula. <laughs> yeah. And the living yeah. dead doll, the only two anyone can name. Oh, man, I can list a few. Most people can name only two, though. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I probably people. couldn't name any more. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. we, oh, we won't we won't go through that. We can save that for a Rob <laughs> Zombie podcast because I'll go through them all. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's loads of... Um, Shaun of the Dead's another one. It's just such a, a cleverly well put together film, like that only feels like Edgar Wright could do it. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those films that is we're never going to get another one like it. There's nothing that can come close to it. I think. Yeah, anything else will just replicate it, and then you're like, well, that's just like Shaun of the Dead. Definitely. So, Kay, mm. what do you think of what Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Is it truly one of the greatest films? It's a good British horror movie. Yeah, comedy, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. I just I haven't watched it in such a long time. And to re-watch it a couple of days ago, it just felt really, like, nostalgic. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh, wow. And it's, it's so funny. Like, I, I remember it so well. Like, yeah. as I was watching it, I was like, I, I remembered the whole like you know i think like obviously my favorite scene is when bill nye is in the car and he's turned into a zombie and he like turns the music off yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. Thought, like that is such british comedy yeah you know? there's there's so many british bits in it well like dancing around a man being swatted by pulls. the synchronized cues. swatting to queen <laughs> queen yeah. yeah absolutely yeah it's such a it's, good bit it was, yeah, and it 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 just doesn't stop being funny, um, and just like, just the quintessentially British characters the British throughout, humor you know, and the conversations, um, yeah, like David and Diane, these absolutely basic, total like victims of their era kind of characters that you they're so surface level people and they're you know you don't really think much of them and they're kind of like the third wheels that are egging Liz to break up with Sean because he's such a loser but they you know <laughs> everybody's had those kind of people in the background that are, haven't got a lot going on for themselves and are always meddling you know um meddling little kids yeah and David has obviously got a little bit of an infatuation with Liz and Diane kind of accept it accepts it it's kind of like a very classical arc of like British comedy you know mm. um and I, I think like Barbara I love her so much um her character in Afterlife is like my favorite character there's just something about uh Penelope Wilton the the lady who plays Barbara Sean's mum she's just such a nice person like when I watch her on TV it's like she's my mum you know <laughs> I really like her a lot and um like everything I've seen her in she plays such a wholesome character am I right in thinking that like she's never played a villain or anything like that no she's never uh, played like a, an asshole or anything no she she comes across as like a proper a proper mum proper British oh no she mom. was she was kind of an asshole in Doctor Who because she played the prime minister and she was kind of a dick oh really a little bit okay that'd be interesting but I mean, that's Doctor Who, so I mean, you can only be so much of a dick on Doctor Who. <laughs> she can't be like, oh, you fucking mug. Yeah, there's like some <laughs> aliens leaving the planet and she decided to blow them up for no reason. Oh, well, she's a bit of a dick. Yeah. I think um, Ed and Sean in the garden as well throwing their records. Um, they're, like, they're like disputing like which one they can throw. And, yeah. yeah it's just, it's just, Batman yeah, soundtrack, gone. 
yeah 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 it's just so many it just yeah it's just such an enjoyable film from like start to finish it doesn't get boring and there's no like lull in it and there's only like there's very rarely bits in it where I'm like this pisses me off I think the only thing bit that pisses me off a lot is the uh when um the I always forget their names because I'm no good with names as you know um but the the boyfriend that's trying to get with his girlfriend um David David yeah it's when he dies and it's like well gruesome and it's awesome mm. yeah, um, but pretty, then but then gruesome. his like girlfriend like the only way pretty much that they were like how do we write her out of this film so she dies she goes apparently, after him apparently she survives oh really apparently there's a just, I don't know if it's a comic that they did or like a, a shot or something but apparently she survives and makes it out of that situation oh, okay. Oh, okay not a clue Cause... how but no, because that always annoyed me because that was just I just felt that was like lazy writing where they're like, because at that point, it's sort of like, would she have gone out after him? Because like, you know, she's fully aware that he loves her more than, you yeah. know, like, well, you know, um, then, then she, he probably loves her. So it's like, would she really risk her life to go after him when she knows that? It was but, definitely a dumb decision. Yeah, it was. But that, other than that, that's pretty much like one of the only things that is a bit lazy in that movie. Everything else is sort of ahead of its time. Hmm. I think one I of my... I don't know. I think she was a bit of a basic bitch. It didn't surprise me. That she <laughs> more than likely, there. yeah. More than likely. <laughs> You're like, probably yeah. right. Like I said, they are very surface level characters. I didn't really care for them and I was hoping they would die sooner. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's interesting you say there wasn't any lull, and I do I do agree with that, but I do think it definitely got darker towards yes. the end, you know. Yeah. Uh, particularly when you're talking about where David is literally ripped to pieces. And then after that, yeah. there's kind of like this this really sad sort of he has to accept that leave Ed behind. And while it's kind of somewhat hilarious, it's also very kind of tragic, yeah. you know. Um, keep that fat it- humor in. <laughs> you know and it's just the way that he's kind of just you know and ed going out in a blaze of glory so to speak yeah. um and that you know in the end he does get to keep ed as a pet so that is something and, and it is quite cute how they sort of somewhat show that ed has a little bit of sentience left in him and that he's docile as a pet which is kind of reassuring <laughs> i think for people for me I- i'm absolutely terrified of zombies it's like the one of the only things i'm really scared of 28 days later ruined me um when i was younger when i first saw it i was so fra- afraid of zombies particularly the fast ones like that's what i hate the most but that's they different so that's, they're just infected and that's what I love about there's a really funny bit in Shaun of the Dead as well, right at the end uh, where they're um, where they're watching um, like the news when when it's all sort of over before he goes to the shed and sees Ed. And uh, you've got on the on the news, you've got Edgar Wright doing that voiceover. Um, yeah. And he basically says, uh, like, basically slagging off 28 days later because he talks about um, how it didn't come from rage infected monkeys and things <laughs> like that. So he's sort of like, you know, laying into uh, 28 days later a bit. I loved it when he was flicking through the telly. That was funny. Yeah, yeah this it's just it, it, Edgar Wright is so, um, you know, out there on his own in the ways that he makes movies and the way that he a lot of it is to do with editing and stuff. And he's like he's like a master editor. So it's like the way he cuts films together and, and puts it all together is so unique that that's why Shaun of Dead is still like, to this day one of those sort of films where stands on its own as you know if if like you were saying earlier if if you do another film that's the same you're just copying it you know 
Is there a clear reason as to why the the whole zombie pandemic starts? Like it is it is an I, infection, yes. isn't it? Yeah, kind yeah. of. It's over. Sort of... I remember there's like people slumped on the bus and so the first time he goes <laughs> to the uh, convenience store, yeah, he, there's a radio talking about uh, a satellite that's coming over yeah. London that crashed. And apparently okay. that's that's the reason. Essentially, it's very similar to um, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Oh. And that's why they have like, and that's what's so cool, like all the little homages as well. Like the soundtrack is very uh, like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, which is, which is, you know, such a, you know, because he's such a, a, a fan of those sort of films that he will put them in as much as he can. But when you were saying about that scene, you know, where he's walking across uh, the first time he goes to the convenience store. Yeah. I love how that shot is then completely parallel, like completely done again. And yeah. the zombies are cut there. So you've yeah, got the, the same characters. Yeah. So you've got all the characters, like the, the one where he's trying to give change to that bum. He's there, but zombified. Um, so it's just it's just such a clever film, so like so well made. Um yeah, it's such a it's a definitely a love letter to George A. Romero. Yeah. Romero? Yeah, Romeo. Him. Romeo, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Wrote in his notes says Romeo. It was <laughs> autocorrect, all right. Let me yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I I wrote running and it came up as robbing. I was like, incorrect. No, See, that's exactly. not what I, so don't <laughs> I, worry about I knew what I meant, so I couldn't bother changing it. But Honestly, yeah. you should see the text between me and Zaphod sometimes. You'd think I'm a constant drunk, but it's not. <laughs> it's just my phone kind of just does whatever it wants. And I just, uh, literally, every, he knows, he, he's got, we've talked enough now to know. <laughs> he knows what I'm trying to say to him. So it's okay. <laughs> but I can imagine to other people, they're just like, are you okay? I'm like, no, never. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, another scene that really stood out to me, I loved it. Um, you know, when they come out of the pub and there's that uh, zombie in the, the foreground sort of, wailing oh yeah <laughs> and they're doing that sort of drunk yeah they just and, think he's some drunk dude and the bit when um you know at the beginning they go into the pub obviously after he split up with liz and there's some people like that macking off ne- yeah, that yeah and, then they, and then they're like leave and then it turns out he's like been eating her this whole time yeah. like half of a freaking no, i think, it's, a, I think it's the girl that was eating him well it's kind of like i think it's like a mesh in darkness in it so you can't really tell but it's it's just like you see like a spine basically yeah yeah it's It's just one of those things where it's so clever because as an audience (laughs) member you know exactly what's happening but they're too drunk to understand what the fuck's going on and it i think like it kind of makes you think like if this happened in the real world like we're so used to sort of like especially like when you think about covid and stuff like that we're just like, oh turn it off i'll put yeah. something else on i'll you know don't want to listen to this what would actually happen if things like this were happening like how much of it would we actually take seriously and like how much of it would we just block out like because we're just used to day-to-day england being a bit rough um you know we probably wouldn't pay much attention to it until much much later and i think i think that's kind of what makes it so great is that there's a real there's a realism to that you know Mm -hmm. i i don't think we would i don't think we would be jumping and be really frightened at first i think we'd be a super like passive and just like i think i think if the slow zombies i think most people will be okay Mm. because most people have the common sense of we know what zombies are we know to hit them in the head unless they're like return of the living dead zombies where they just don't die then we'd be kind of do we have common sense though as a as a country probably not (laughs) it's definitely on the lower side no i I wouldn't say we have uh, a huge amount of common sense but 
Mm. I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I think, I think realistically we'd probably be all right. But yeah, I don't think we'd be aware of what was going on for ages because because so many people just don't care about other people's opinions and what they're doing. I I I think well, I think just generally most people are just like they don't believe anything that's going on anymore, do they? They're like, oh really? You know, like with the thing that's going on with monkeypox at the moment, you've got a lot of people going, oh yeah, the the next new BS, and it's kind of like you know could happen, could be another pandemic, but there's people like, nah, it's not real, it's made up. Uh, obviously this was like pre-covid this was like so far before covid was even a thing and it 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 is funny how we nobody took it seriously when it was happening before christmas in uh 2019 um and like we it was like on sensational newspapers uh like you know like people like you'd look at it and say oh the death toll in china is like a couple thousand things like that and you're just like oh well that's not in china and then before you know it in uh, march we were in lockdown and we were like what what is like what is this um so it happens doesn't it but yeah yeah, it's it's weird so weird so weird how we've ended up the way we have it's definitely one of those things of kind of want it to happen but you know, <laughs> really i don't know it's one of those things like if it happened how would i react because watching the films you feel like you could survive them majority of the time mm. but who knows there might I be suppose like different. anything i suppose like anything it just depends on how how far you're willing to go yeah if you're somebody like me who will go as far as i have to 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 protect anyone and and i'm a pretty emotionless person so um yeah so i i literally i would do whatever i have to so i think it depends how far you can take that i mean i've got baseball bats in the house i could i can crack some skulls (laughs) yeah i think you know it just depends i think a lot of it's it's who you are as a person um but i just hope hopefully it never comes to that eh? Hopefully it never comes to it. I think I think generally as British people though, we are like that though, aren't we? We are quite passive. Like I know obviously if it came down to it protecting your children or whatever, but we are always like, You're right, mate. Like, you know, <laughs> is everything okay? Like, excuse me. You know, apologizing for getting in the way of somebody and going into the shops. That's what we do. We say sorry for everything. Oh, well, don't come down <laughs> here then to the south because you get fucking none of that. I'm in the south. Oh well, I'll tell you something. Where I am, I get none of that. Well, it's it's pretty it's pretty rude here as well, but you know, I think I just think generally we're quite like what? Because you live in the south, though the north is the north is a nice area. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, up north is much better. I can't be doing it. I live about an hour away from London in a place called Aylesbury, and it's a very strange little town because it's like. (laughs) It's populated where it's about it's got a population of about seventy thousand people. Most of the people like commute to London, but for some reason, everyone here talks with a half like Afrikaans accent and a half London accent. And I'm not sure where it's come from, but that's how everybody talks. And there's just a lot of in it. Bam, blab. <laughs> what you doing? You know what you say it. It's just so bad. Obviously, I come from Manchester. I moved here when I was 12. So I have like kind of a mixture of all sorts of things. So I lived in Australia for four years as well, on and off. So like my, my, my accent's all messed up and all over the place. But yeah, very strange. Doesn't sound at all what you would expect on the outside of London. But yeah, it's uh, it's weird, isn't it? I, like 
apparently like people in America, like obviously we we can tell a few dialects in America, right? But like they have like as many dialects as we do, you know? I mean, for American, you can usually tell east, west and south. I know I know the north, they sound like very like Canadian, very Canadian. right? They're very like a boot. Yeah. yeah. But like with us, like we we have loads of like little like accents. So we like Liverpudlian and uh Liverpudlian. Man- Do you mean Scouse? Scouse, yes. Yorkshire, like Jesus. you, Zayford, um, Londonish, um, whatever the hell Ellsbury is, etc. etc. Um, Geordie. But Geordie. like Geordie. Like Geordie. we can tell all these different ones, like Welsh as well. Whereas like Americans, they kind of just like they kind of like all lump it into one, mm. even though they're like all very distinct, and we kind of have that same attitude somewhat with America. So it's like, yeah. It's weird. Like I, I can't really tell the difference much other than north, northern because I have a friend who lives in Minnesota. Other than that, I can't really tell the difference between a Californian accent or, I don't know, say California. You'll, you'll know they're from California because I'll tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of the time they're vegan. Oh, totally. No, no disrespect for any vegans. I'm not, I'm not starting any fights today. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, they can't fight you anyway. They're too tired. I ain't got beef with them. I ain't scared of them. They ain't got no beef either. It's okay. It's all right. (laughs) David, do you know what? I forgot to tell you. So, you know, obviously, Slam Dunk was last weekend, yeah? Yes. I was waiting for for a cab to take me home. And do you know what showed up? I'm not even making this up. There was a stretch hummer (laughs) that, like, showed up, right? Yeah. And they, like, pulled up on the outside of Hatfield Park. And they were just, like, in the way of everybody. And I have no idea who was in that Hummer, but they like opened the one of their windows and like shouted to a random person like, I fucking love your hair, like really screamed at them. And I was just like sat there like, okay, so this is what celebrities do now. I mean, I guess so. I don't. I want to know who it was. Was it some 41? Was it 303? It, it, def- it, like it definitely fire? sounds like 303. Oh, I hope it was 303. Is They're there so 303 or um, Modson? Is it that was there? Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah three yeah did you see the nova twins as well no i missed them no nah, i didn't see them either apparently they were like they're like they're like quite a big deal but i've never heard of them before i was just like i don't want to see them really but some 41 were really good i thought i'm really bummed out that the used didn't come though that was upsetting <laughs> do we have any favorite lines from the film um, well, I mean, it's weird because when you, so I watched it, obviously every time I do a guest or do, uh, my own ep- uh, episode podcast, um, I always rewatch and, and, you know, and going back and watch it. And I've seen this film so much that I didn't really need to, but I thought I would. And I did find little things like not necessarily so much a line, but, um, I didn't realize that. So, you know, um, was it the Noel character? Who's like the jerk guy that he works with? Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that that was Raph Spall, which is Timothy oh, yeah. Spall's son. I didn't realise that was him. Like, for years and years, I just, I didn't know. And then I watched um, The Ritual for, like, the third or fourth time the other day. And uh, and then, obviously, like, when I was watching Shaun of the Dead, I was just like, why does he look so familiar? And, yeah, now I realised it was him. Um, he was also in one of the Jurassic Parks, right? I think he was in the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, like, a lot of the dickhead in it, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, He's a good actor, I like him. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's really good in the ritual. Um, 
that's that's a really good film with uh you know good uh practical effects as well so that's um that's good other than that um there's just so many funny bits i loved a bit when um uh it, what's the mum's name barbara no yes yes yeah, and yes. she, I think I'm sure it's either her or the husband that gets bitten, and then she's like, "I ran it under a cold tap." <laughs> um, that bit makes me laugh every time I watch it. Yeah, I did that when um, I sliced my finger. I was like, "I'll run it under a tap." And run it under a cold tap. Yeah, that's it. That's like the standard, isn't it? Like, yeah. no matter what you do, like there you are, you get like gunshot, and then you're like, "What? Are you, what do you do? You go in hospital? No, I just run it under a tap. Don't worry about it." That's the yeah. like standard standard British stuff. Missus um, was like, "You need to go to hospital. That's far too deep." I'm like, "Ah, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll just wrap it and it'll be all right." Yeah, um, and then I really like the little touch, like the little homages as they do. Uh, so, like at the end when they're um, in like underneath the pub, and and it's Ed and uh, Simon, and obviously he's sort of saying their goodbyes, and they do that sort of Rain Man thing, like the Tom Cruise Dustin Hoffman movie where they put their head together. Mm. um and that's like a nod to that scene in in rain man um and it's another little edgar wright thing where it's like can you pick that out you know um but it's just it's just a whole film with amazing scenes and amazing lines okay cornetto that's my favorite <laughs> that's your favorite bit cornetto can you give me a cornetto oh, and um you know when um you know when they're like so yeah you know they share a house with the dickhead pete yeah yeah pete, pete. they're like pete pete and then ed just goes oi prick <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like answer and they're just like because like he like he's like full-on ready for like him to come storming down the stairs yeah um, yeah he's he like guess you're not in then yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way they turn to each other like he's not in yeah, yeah, I just I love it. Like, like the yeah, because he just he's just made to look like such a wet blanket in this movie, and he's like such an anti-hero, and he but he ends up being like quite courageous for it towards the end. Yeah, I think one of my favorite bits is when um Pete turns up at the pub as a zombie, mm. and Sean's like, "Fuck a doodle do." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that bit. I just love it. It's just so funny. There's just uh, there's just so much that you can you know you can see in this film and i'm sure there's so much that even though i've seen it so much that uh i could go back and watch it tomorrow and then be like i completely missed that bit in the background somewhere where somebody's wearing a t-shirt or one of the zombies is this person yeah um you know there's probably so much still that i don't know um one of the things i have always wanted and i'm still like to this day i'm like they need to do it but i want them to do a spin-off of snake hips um (laughs) <laughs> he's the guy at the bar like they that they show for like 30 seconds but he's like some cool looking like fucking all in black cowboy guy and uh i just wish that he was either in the film or, or they did like a spin-off um what would that the spin-off been, be about give us your just, plot yeah just 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 snake hips being like going full fucking badass like a western zombie and uh mm. he's just going around london um you know just like shooting the shit out of zombies Uh, I I think I would down with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure the actors, I don't know, I don't even know he did it. I hope he's not dead. Um, I don't know. He was looking kind of frail. Yeah, yeah. But they should do that. That should be the, I mean, if Edgar Wright listens to his podcast, which he probably will and should do, um, 
<laughs> but um but, but if he does i'll send him a message i'll be like edgar wright remember snake hips why haven't you made a film all about him yet um and then he'll be like you know you are right and uh and then before we know it snake hips the movie <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I'm down. I'll I'll go see that. That sounds like it could be entertaining at least. That's it. Western zombie. Have they done a Western zombie? There's got to be I a Western feel like zombie, they have. right? I mean, they've done a zombie film about us. Yeah, Bin zombie Laden, So they must have. Oh, of course. Yeah, I was going to say because otherwise we're just giving Hollywood ideas here, aren't we? That's twice yeah. now we've Copyrighted. come up with we've, we've come up with ideas for 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 movies. And they say the horror genre is done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, here we are banging out new ideas. Definitely. Right. Have you watched Men yet? So uh, it is on my list of things that I like really highly want to see massively. Um, but I haven't had a chance yet. Um, I need someone to talk about, talk yeah, to me about this movie. That's the hardest like, I'm thing. So, I'm so like, I need... Zayford was supposed to go and see men, but he decided to go and don't see Bob's me. Burgers movie instead. Do not blame instead. me. That was <laughs> Alicia. That was her fault. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, we, we really, I, I really wanted to do men, but thankfully I'm so happy that you're going to be doing X, Zayford, because yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Like, it's such a good movie. Um, yeah. What, <laughs> what was it you said, uh, BP, about uh, Ty West? What What is it? What, 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 oh yeah, so I'm so I'm a massive Ty West fan, okay. um, and because I just love he's he's a bit like so in my life in real life away from all this acting and filmmaking is like what I wanted to do with my life. It always will be, and I'll be like ninety years old, and I'll be like I still want to do it, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but it will never happen. Hope well, hopefully it does, but you never know. And um, so watching films is like a real mission for me because I can't just sit there and watch a film. I, I overcomplicate it for myself because I'm looking at absolutely every aspect of it. That's why I like, I love Edgar, Edgar Wright and uh, Shaun of the Dead in space so much because there's so much that goes into it. Um, Are you an A24 whore? I do like them, but it, it's so difficult because I don't like hereditary. Um, what? Yeah, I know. I, I don't really want to get into it, but I'm What's not a big fan. Of, Come on, uh, tell nah, us. I, I just, tell I'm just us. not. I'm just not a big fan. I call them hipster horrors. Hipster um, horrors. Yeah, that's what I call them. And uh, we started getting that sort of phase where, uh, you know, a lot of them were were, were the same sort of thing, and and uh, I don't know. It, I just I couldn't connect. I can. I'm one of those people that I can. I can see why so many people would love a, a you know a type of film and i can see why so many people would hate a film um so that's what's good about horror is that you literally make your mind up uh when you watch it and you go individually as a person i really like that or i don't like it that's what's so good about the genre so um i can see why people would like hereditary but i i just i sat there i watched it and uh it, it wasn't it wasn't much for me um but you know it looked great you know and that's about it um but yeah but with ty west he is one of those directors that even from you know house of the devil you you watch that film and you genuinely feel like you've been transported back to the 70s and you're or the 80s and you're watching a film that was made back then but with a ty west spin on it where the shocks and the twists or the kills are, are very modern and really fresh and that's what Ty West does really well. He, he's a modern director 
who is like a master of the craft of, of filmmaking. So it, we're just lucky that he chose the horror to be his canvas, so to speak. So uh, that's why I love Ty West, because he did an amazing job with House of the Devil. Um, I love the innkeepers that he did. And it's a totally, completely different film to House of the Devil. And then he made The Sacrament, which is another completely different film. But it's still amazing. You covered that one on um, what podcast was it? Uh, so when I was on Horror versus Reality, yeah, that was um, it. I covered the Sacrament, and that's just a great film. Um, and so everything he's done is different. So with X, it's such an amazing film. But with Ty West, one thing that I always sort of appreciate, and one thing I always look for, is is how unpredictable he is, hmm. um, and x without trying to give too much away because you haven't seen it is um is is not as unpredictable as what i wanted it to be it felt um you know a little bit different but then i always feel bad by when i say something bad about a film that's literally a five-star film like x is absolutely fantastic like there's very rarely will you find a better horror film in a year than that um it's just got everything. But, you know, as a, as a fan of Ty West, it was like, I just wanted that unpredictableness to be a little bit more. Um, but it doesn't take away from the film whatsoever. Mm. It's so, so good. Um, and the only other things I didn't like were, uh, but then that's what a lot of people like is the, uh, is the sex scenes. But <laughs> that's just because I'm one of those people that have never liked sex scenes in movies. I think sometimes they're not needed. I think I'll agree with that at least. Well, you can't the, tell me that you thought a sadistic, a sexual sadistic grandmother was yeah. uh, was predictable. Come on. Well, no, those. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was all pretty mostly predictable. Um, you know about about a lot of it. It's just and and the, the problem is as well. It was like um, the sex scenes were just annoyed me because it was like you could have taken because we. It's, it's sometimes when what they do is they make the audience, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to treat the, the audience intelligently. And the problem with, with having those is that you already know they're there to make a film about a porno. So you don't necessarily have to show it. You could then use that time to learn more about the story or the characters. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I th- I think it was important that those scenes were in there for the aesthetics of it. Like they, it, it was trying to do the whole like, um, yeah, like the, the grimy seventies sort, of yeah. sort of stuff. I th- I think they were good to be in there. Like maybe a little bit excessive, fair enough. But it it kind of added like the the seediness yeah. of uh, general smut being made in that in that era. I yeah. think. It, it. I mean, yeah, I can see why people think it works for the film. It's just. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just love story and I love, I love structure and I love characters. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, you could have taken one of those out and spent time doing something a little bit better. Um, but once again, it's something that I feel like I'm saying bad things about a film that's literally near perfect. Well, it's a trilogy too, isn't it? So I think yeah. they're going to build off a lot of things that yeah. probably haven't been developed in that movie. I'm really looking forward to it actually. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. It's going it. to be, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to mm. be good. Um, and uh, like you were saying earlier on about um, wanting to be able to speak to people about men, um, I really want to see dash cam as well. Yeah, that's um, on our list as well, I think. Yeah. I, I very much want to see that because Host was just ridiculously good. 
Um, Are you joking? Yeah, I love. Here I love we go. That. Okay, I, 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 I won't go into it. I won't. I won't go. Into no, it. come on, give your reasons why. I always want to know when good. I don't like something. I really want to know why people like. Oh, really? It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just think it was. Um, it, it literally goes back to like I was saying earlier that. Um, I mean, I suppose it's this is why I love the genre, like the horror genre in general, because you it doesn't matter if you're making like you were saying earlier, like a massive budget horror or whether you are making a small budget, you so much has to go into making it um, that that's why it really stands out when the films that get no money have to do three times as much work. And that's why I love um hosts because when i'm watching it my brain is constantly going over the whole process of how much they would have to work to make this movie um you know so the fact that all the cast literally had to pretty much shoot everything themselves because it was shot during lockdown um so they couldn't get you know people to come over to their house and be like shoot this this is how this everything was all done and set up over zoom um so they literally the cast had to literally be their own stunt people there are their own cinematographers so that as you know as a whole was something that added the extra you know part for me but um i just thought it was really effective with with what it did and and how it did it um i thought the performances were were pretty good you know they felt pretty real um, I think the scares and the jump bits were really good. Um, I like the bit where the, you know, you think that it's all going to fucking kick off and then you realize that one of them's playing a prank, but then it does start kicking off. Um, and I think there's a lot of really, really good ideas in there. Like, uh, the, um, the girl that's got the, the replay going or whatever she's got on zoom and she ends up like, you know, dying cause she's getting her face smashed into the computer. Um, there's just this, a lot of really good ideas in there, but um, I just think it's just another testament to sort of filmmaking that that even during harsh times like lockdown, that they managed to to make a, a film that did what it did. I think like, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like other movies that are made in the same vein as that. Like, obviously, there's a lot more money poured into it. But it, have you ever seen the movie Searching? Uh, that's the one with John Chow, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A really where his daughter's gone missing, yeah, and it's, it's all shot through an Apple laptop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I thought that was, I thought that was a lot better, you know. But then, I suppose, <laughs> much more high budget film than that. Um, yes. Unfriended as well is another one that, like, the first one I did, you know, it had some jarring scenes in it, but I, I didn't, I didn't find it too effective i think the second one was better um but then kind of got a little bit ruined by the uh, turning sort of the the dark web into an actual dark entity i think it kind of bridged over to a ridiculousness um but yeah that there, there are I, I do i do rate that kind of found footage way of doing things i do think it is unique um there aren't many movies that are like that. I just think there are movies that are better than that. For me, I just, I don't know. I just didn't find the actors very engaging. Um, I didn't find the story very good. I just like, I don't know. It just didn't stand out for me. I guess, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge paranormal fan. I mean, I do, I do like the occasional ghost movie, but for me, it didn't really feel 
I don't know. I just wasn't scared. I, 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 mean, I, I think it irked me a little bit. Maybe it's because I spent like a lot of time in Zoom meetings during lockdown. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Reminiscent of it. And I was just maybe. like, I don't want to look at this. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe. It's, I mean, it's like I touched on earlier. Like it's, this is what's so uh, amazing. Like when I did um, the, the Thing episode and um, Anastasia, who I spoke to, it, it was so interesting because I the episode was about the thing and and she absolutely loves it it's one of our favorite films of all time and it's one of my favorite films of all time but even though that's a great film and she loves it and she's a massive John Carpenter fan she doesn't like Halloween um she doesn't you know and uh <laughs> but that's what that's what I loved and what, like I absolutely loved talking to her within the podcast about like why and afterwards and before about you know having these conversations like like we're having about um as to why somebody would or wouldn't like those films or that director um that's that's the thing with this genre there's there's so much um you know diversiveness that people will always like things that you think are shit and then vice versa there's always a subgenre um, for any one person yeah yeah exactly you know like uh i you know like hereditary and and everything that that sort of brung or as you know on every time i do anything i talk about how much i hate malignant <laughs> you know <laughs> but, yeah. What's wrong with oh no i don't want to go into that one as well it oh, just sounds like on. i'm sl- no it just sounds like i'm slagging everything off um <laughs> well, <it's laughs> no, those- it, do you know what it's it's good though it's good to hear other people's perspectives but and there's, the there's thing- nothing wrong with it no it was this is- one of those controversial ones though well Malignant, I think, what, yeah uh, what i find interesting and and so if you go through the history of horror and this is what is so interesting to me is that obviously because it's always changing you know you you started off like at the start of cinema with like Nosferatu and all that sort of stuff then it evolved and you started getting universal monsters then you started getting into like the 50s and then the 60s you started getting uh people like Hitchcock telling a different way of of horror and and psycho and all that sort of stuff and then you had the 70s and obviously that absolutely changed horror you know, because everything came out in the 70s that is still spoken about today, you know, um, that, uh, you know, it, the whole genre is so fast and, and everything um, that everybody just sort of likes what they like out of it, you know, and, and you can pick it and, and it's always changing. So, uh, you know, it's, everyone will always like what they like. And that's why. It's, it's just so interesting to me because like I say, like people love hereditary, people like malignant. And I think a lot of it is to do with, you know, when you're born and when you're brought up and, and the sort of films you watched when you were younger and the ones that start you on this journey through horror um, is like those ones are the ones you go with. You know, I know a lot of people who started horror with films like Scream or Saw and stuff like that. Um, and I find that, those sort of horror fans are the people that gravitate towards films like Malignant. Um, whereas me, where I was watching different types of horrors, I find something like Malignant difficult to watch. Well, you don't um, like Teratomas? No, I know. I just think you know what? it was a Teratoma. I so I just think 
every time I think of Malignant, I just think of um, a movie with a woman walking around with a goblin on the back of her head. <laughs> that's, that's how that's how I describe Malignant to people. Poor Gabriel. Um, yeah, he's just a little goblin man on the back of her head. He walks um, funny. Like a little quarto from Total Recall on the back of her head. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's that's what it reminds me of um but and then and then you know you w- listen watch the chainsaw awards and it won i think that won the best film of the year for the chainsaw awards so it, this is what's so interesting about the the genre in in general is the fact that you know here we are we're talking about sean of the dead which is integral and very few people that i've ever spoken to dislike it and they love it but then you know we could be sitting here talking about malignant and and i can be talking about how shit it is and then you can talk about how fucking good it is i just thought it was fun you know it's like it's one of the first movies that i've seen in such a long time at the movies that i really enjoyed and like there was actually in a reaction from the audience yeah. there's like there's so many times that i've gone to see movies and there's just like it hasn't moved anyone you know, yeah. like people, people just they go on their phones. They don't really concentrate on it. The people like going in and out, going to the toilet. Like the people aren't really gripped. That I mean, it it's been in the past year or so though. There have been movies where it has it has gripped people, and, and *Malignant* seemed to have been one of them. Um, yeah, *X* is another one as well. Like a lot yeah. of people really seem to really enjoy that. And you can, yeah, you, you do. I mean, I do anyway. I'm probably just a weirdo though. I like <laughs> looking at other people when they're watching movies and being yeah, like, "How are the other it. people reacting?" Yeah. Um, when I went to see *Midsummer* at the movies, it was so funny. There was like nine other couples who'd like come to see *Midsummer* and like the look of like revulsion <laughs> when they realised what the hell they were watching with their date. Um, which is brilliant. Yeah, but another know. another another hipster horror, Midsummer. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't personally. I think out of the two, I would say I would I prefer Hereditary. I think Hereditary has more of a story to it. I think Midsummer, um, kind of relies on the the whole bringing horror into the day sort of thing. Um, yeah. turning that on its head. But we we did talk about Ari Aster a lot. Um, the director for both in the last one that we did um, there was a one before the last one was it oh yeah because yeah. we did grave encounters last time didn't we yeah that's it yeah sorry Great it's late uh, <laughs> but yeah we so that was our 23rd episode we did um yeah we talked about hereditary um and yeah it's it it's funny actually because obviously with men the uh controversial thing about that is the body horror and um, we we sort of like talked a little bit about the body horror that's found in Midsummer and Hereditary, which isn't exactly overt. It's more like playing with corpses, decapitation, um, children corpses, things like that. Like this kind of very visceral imagery that causes um, like this very sort of subliminal feeling that you know, unnerving feeling. I think Arias is very good at that. But yeah, Midsummer is it's very like I don't know. I don't think it's as deep and poetic as <laughs> we're led to believe. Um, I did actually rewatch it for like a third time with uh, closed captions. And um, it actually explained what was going on throughout the movie, which actually helped a lot. Um, <laughs> I think I think with Hereditary, I think the one thing that's really cool about it is that it doesn't leave you a lot of clues as to what's actually going on. And you are kind of like, well, what is happening? And then it quite it kind of ties together quite nicely. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, it is... A, like a fully rounded sort of story that you sort of you know fit you're going what's going on and then you sort of go that's what's going on 
Yeah, whereas in Midsummer, it's like it's very vapid characters. Like you don't really empathize with anybody. Um, very. I, I think that's another thing that Ariasta plays with as well, like extreme emotions. Like he's he's very good at, at showing people in complete states of almost lobotomized facial expressions to having like a very extreme look on their face as well. So it's it's like he he has kind of like a theme throughout that it's very shocking, but he does it he does it in ways that's like it's not it's not explicit um until it's too late and then it is um that there wasn't what was that movie called david that we were talking about the the short um some is um, it something wrong with the johnsons the strange thing about the johnsons mm. yeah, yeah so definitely a weird one yeah so he he did like this little 30 minute film it turns out like he's done like uh four or five minute shorts like he's done quite a lot of those um but he did this this particular one and that's uh talking about a it's more of a thriller than a horror but it's it's basically like um a dad who he's like being sexually abused by his son and it's it's very strange um yes. and it's it, like i said it's not a horror but ariasta has a way of making you feel really uncomfortable um yeah yeah and it, <laughs> well, that's so the, the- it, it, it it's good he he's i think he's very artistic in that way and i respect him for that definitely but yeah well, this is i, the, I get uh, what you mean about hipster horror absolutely yeah yeah well this is the thing like with horror as well like you were saying the uh you know where they're not necessarily horror films this is what's this is what's interesting because it doesn't just have to be about fucking ghosts or goblins on the back of people's heads um it can it can be about story it can be about the tone it can be about structure that's the horror that's the concept you know um sometimes this the scary thing like for example for example candy man candy man that's like you know the concept of that is still like when i was a kid that was the scary part of it um you know uh, the film itself wasn't that scary to me. It was just the concept of something like that happening. So this is the thing with 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 horror is that it doesn't, you know, what you're saying about that short sounds fucking terrifying. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to just be a straight out. This is a horror film. It's it's whatever the story is depicting. Um, that's the scary part of it, and that's that's why there's so many. Uh, you know, genres or sub subgenres within this whole massive genre. We love a good head fuck, don't we, Zayford? <laughs> I mean, I'm always down for it, but I'm not always gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zayford. When Zayford picks a movie, he he's very good at picking like um, classics. Like he's he 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 knows his horror pretty well. Whereas me, I'm kind of like there was this one movie that like that was called Dog Tooth, oh God. and I got recommended it. And we're not going <laughs> to talk about it. That's not the one with uh, just... Danny Dyer, is it? Or no, no. Um, it's Greek, isn't it, Zayford? I oh, think fucking so. hell. I, I think it's Greek, and um, yeah, it's about a whole incest family. Oh and no, it's... stay away from it. Yeah, it it didn't sound like that in the synopsis. But <laughs> Did I you go to Google? <laughs> I was no, no. I got, I, I got. Yeah, I mean, I got suggested it by somebody on Instagram, and there because they oh kept God, talking about it, and I was like, Do you know what? It. Well, it was in the top one hundred most disturbing, and I've been working my way through that list, and I was like, oh, you know okay. what? 
I was like, give it a try. And like Zayf had watched it before me and he was like, there is a lot of sex in this and it looks really real. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like one at the end that's far too, too real. And oh, I, really? I just, I realized like how much I didn't want to talk about this movie. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, we're not doing this. No. <laughs> See, they're, um, they're, they're the films that I stay away from. Any horrors, like any sort of things like that. I'm like, you're made because you want people to watch this film because you've made a fucked up film. And that that's not storytelling. That's not filmmaking for me. They're the films that I stay away from. Like well, you can I mean, you can we, have we, the shock factor and, and all that sort of stuff, but you can still do that. Like that's why I absolutely hate films like the human centipede and stuff like that. Um, I just I just hate them. <laughs> I hate them no, so much. Not, well, there's it's I mean, it's just silly, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. A Serbian yeah. film is very much the same. The sort of talk about it, it kind of they it, oh, it's like the most disturbing, most effed up thing you've ever seen. And it's kind of just like, well, it's not really. And I, I can think of a lot more um psychological things that have messed me up way more than those movies. I th I think if you're into like body horror and stuff like that, yeah. it, it is somewhat of a niche. And I, I think like people um like the human centipede because there is kind of that little following of body horror but generally um I, and it was recreated as well there was a spanish one what was it called zafer that was on netflix earlier Wait, this year this? uh conjoined so that it was a man and a woman that were sewn together I'm i think not, they were, i, I think know. it's called i think it's called two it's basically oh, like a human yeah. centipede ripoff no and, I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't, so, I don't think i watched that one yeah, it was rubbish. Um, just yeah, regurgitating the same old storytelling and and whatnot. I I think like I think dis disturbing movies have their place definitely, but um, and, and we are gore whores here. We do like our gore, but yeah, there is there is definitely a point where it's kind of just like, but why? Um, a Serbian film particularly that was made literally to be some sort of commentary on the failings of Yugoslavian cinema, why that is equated to um, showing a baby being raped, yeah. we haven't got a clue. Yeah, it's just, um, it it's it kind of up. just, yeah, and it's like, I because I, I, I'm one of those people who's like, but why? Why did you make yeah. this? What yeah. was the point? And I, you know, it, I ended up having to do a hell of a lot of research just to figure that out. And I was like, well, you wanted a message through this film, right? And it's, there's no mess. Like, nobody where's that message? Yeah, nobody that knows message? that. Like, whenever I say that to somebody about it, they're like, really? <laughs> Are you making yeah. that up? Because like, I never got that opinion. Um, no, no. I, I think, I think there's definitely a limit as to like, what you know if you want to say something say it but if you if you're just if you're just doing it to upset then just say you're doing it to upset you know mm. they're called yeah. video nasties for a reason let us uh let's just be honest about it because people do like their video nasties you know yeah i mean that's why we had a whole sub sub category of video nasties in the 80s well sorry. yeah i mean you had the that incredible film i don't know if you saw it censor um, yeah i watched that one which dealt a lot with it um you know that was a great film incredible performance you know stylistically brilliant and uh you know a pretty messed up ending um but you know that 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 dealt with the whole video nasty thing which is uh you know as you say is a real thing in the 80s and stuff and um yeah i you know that's the thing this genre is like selling it in it like like a promotion thing this genre has got it for everyone <laughs> 
yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you you could be like a salesperson and just be like, oh, you're like horror. What sort of horror are you into? We got this, um, we got that. We got this, that. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's why video stores were so fucking good. Oh, miss Blockbuster. Um, yes, yeah, I really I do. Yeah, you and me both. Like literally the amount of, of time I spent going through different VHSs at, at, at uh, Blockbuster and then just, you know, just going through them and buying ex-rental ones and stuff and I just that was that was the living the dream you know you had conversations with people because they just like were so excited that somebody would like rent a film that they'd seen and they were like this is the best this is the best day of my life I miss those days yeah I wish they'd bring back Blockbuster but on that note as sad as <laughs> as sad as Blockbuster is going we're gonna have to call it so so BP um, yeah. do you want to advertise yourself um, I know you hate yeah. doing it. Yeah, I know. I do hate doing it. Um, I mean, let's talk horror channel. It is, it is that. It's uh, predominantly it is the podcast. Um, and uh, all I do is hope that everybody goes and listens to it. And I'm, I just mean everyone in general because they should. Um, but it's yeah, it's just it's just me. I started it on my own. But um, pretty much most of the start episodes are, are all me uh, going through this journey through horror. Um, but in its entirety, you know, not just not just films, but I'm just talking about, you know, the, the people of it. Uh, the, like, as an example, the newest episode is all about the the legend, the icon Bruce Campbell, um, who is obviously a horror fa- you know fan favorite. Um, so that's the sort of things I I will do. I will talk about films. I'll talk about the people of it, um, and I absolutely love doing it. Uh, I love the fact that I get to you know, speak to people like you guys and go on your shows as well as have people on my show. Um, you know, it's a whole community and uh, I am so happy that I actually started the podcast and um, I'm happy I get to continue to do it. So fingers crossed, uh, I will keep doing it. Um, unless I grow a big goblin on my head and then I won't. <laughs> Listen to him. He talks as much as me. So he's yeah. good. <laughs> so you can find, where, where can we find you? It's like Spotify, oh, iTunes. Everywhere. The usual stuff. Just go to Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, all, all of whatever you there is. Um, TikTok, YouTube. At, yeah, all that sort of stuff. I'm on TikTok. I put some shit on there, but I'm old, so I don't know how to work it. Um, <laughs> Neither do I. I so for uh, yeah, that. That's it. I just I'm, on, sort of... I'm on YouTube. Um, and uh, YouTube, stay you know tuned for that because there's I've got some a lot of things in the work um, because I only do one episode a month and I really 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 would wish I could do more than one a month, um, but my life doesn't let me. So um, I've got a lot of things coming up in the works for extra things of, as part of the channel uh, to come. So I'm looking forward to hopefully doing them. But at the moment, the the podcast is. The, the main thing and the way forward. So uh, I just hope people enjoy it and uh, listen to it and share it on. Awesome. So, okay. And thank you. Come... Thank you for uh, letting me come on in. Yeah, no, no worries. Glad to have you. So, our it first was nice guest. for me not to talk and talk and talk for once. So thank you. That's all right. But, I like for talking. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Zopa? So are we confirming X is the next episode? Yeah, so finally we're going to watch X. Um, well, I've watched it. I've been waiting for so long for Zayford to do it. I'm really looking forward to talking about that next week. Um, 
we want to do men, but it, I don't think Zayford's going to find a movie theater for it. I mean, I don't know if it's still in. I don't know if it was just this weekend. If it's still um, on next weekend, was, I'll go. I think it was on this week, so maybe next week if you check. Oh, um, Yeah, do it. Because, yeah, that would be a cool one to do too. Obviously, we were thinking about doing Dash as well. Dash cam. Um, yeah, Dash cam. So that one will be coming up. But, yeah, next one is going to be X. So We're a bit behind. You... We're a bit late to the party. As are you? <laughs> Never yes. too late to the party for horror. <laughs> yeah, true. I've been, I've been, I've been ready for a while, so I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. I've got a lot of things to say about that movie, and I'm sure Zayford will too. So yeah, uh, definitely join us next week. It's just going to be me and Zayford again, me talking. I know, awful, but yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.